When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parrish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parrish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Hi, everyone. In this special episode, I'll be talking with Emmy Award-winning journalist Ilia Calderon. Ilia co-anchors Univision's nationally broadcast evening news show alongside Jorge Ramos. She's the first Afro-Latina to anchor a national news desk for a major Hispanic network in the U.S. This month, Ilia published her memoir, My Time to Speak, Reclaiming Ancestry and Confronting Race. We'll talk about racism, intersectionality, and Ilia's own reporting on femicide. Did you find it to be somewhat of a, of a new experience, maybe even a struggle to open yourself up personally, where as journalists, we're taught not to do that? It was one of the most difficult things to open my heart. Actually, I had to rewrite many chapters many times. You grew up in a region called Chocó, is that right? Correct, correct. It's a small town called Ismina, and uh, let's say uh, the state is Chocó. It's oh, in the okay. Pacific coast in the west, yes. So, so tell us what makes this region unique or special. Uh, we are more than 90% African descendants, poor, we're abandoned by the governments, affected by the corruption of our own leaders. But yeah, we were at the same time happy. When I was growing up, the first years of my life, we didn't have power. We didn't have electricity. So my clothes and my uniforms to go to school had to be ironed with a charcoal iron. I had to walk miles and take a small boat to cross a river to go to school. It was hard. 
But I think it gave me the drive to fight for something, to want to become someone, to do bigger things. And when I was 10, I told my mom I wanted to move to Medellin, one of the biggest cities in Colombia, where her sister and family lived. So I moved to live with my tia and her family and do my high school in Medellin. And that is a city where I first um, racism for the first time. Can you describe that? Yes. I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And it hurt me so much. And after I felt so bad because I didn't know what to say. And I decided to forget about the, the episode. And I didn't say anything about it. Not even to my mom. What am I going to say to her? And I decided just to keep it to myself. To keep it to myself. Those microaggressions, the way they look at you, the way they they tell you with the body language that you don't belong here or they want to be away from you. They don't want to be related to you. Was that just something that you quietly learned how to live with? I just erased them as if it never happens. And then I kept going. And growing up, when you go back to those memories, it is hard. I didn't want my daughter to feel like the same way I felt. And we started a long conversation that never ends and that will never end. Like taking every opportunity you have to talk to your kids about this. And those microaggressions, so-called jokes that are offensive when to refer to a dark-skinned person are hard and we need to eliminate them from our upbringing. So from what I understand, before you arrived here in in the U.S., you had this idealized vision of of what the U.S. would be like. When did you realize that uh, that vision you had wasn't necessarily true? In my country, Black people were always the service of the house or enslaved or the people working on the plantations. And for me, it was like, oh, wow. But at the same time, I was reading Toni Morrison and I knew about the uh, experience of the slaves in the United States. But when you come and you see, you know, it's, you are in the news, you see the news every day, you, you see the difference and you can notice institutional racism, basically. You've experienced backlash against your identity as as a woman of Afro-Latina descent. And that, that's essentially three different targets. For me, it's like being a minority within a minority, being Black, being Hispanic, and being a woman. The racism is very present in Latin America, from Argentina to Mexico. Wherever we had people enslaved that were brought from Africa against their will, in those countries, we have history of racism. I am proud to be a Black woman with my ethnicity being Hispanic or Latina. But my race is Black. My ethnicity culture is Hispanic. I mean, your husband is Asian, you're Afro-Latina, and you have a daughter who embodies all these backgrounds. And, and I'm so curious, like, what, what it's like to live in such a culturally rich household. It's just amazing. We knew we had different upbringings, different cultures, but we decided to embrace our differences and embrace what we had in common. The moral values, the respect, the discipline, the family values were all the same. So we tried to focus in, in what we have in common to start raising the family that we have today. I wanted to ask if femicide or gender-based violence 
directed at women is something that you've confronted in your professional life. I actually dedicate one of the chapters of my book. It's called, it's called The High Price of Silence. Um, and we travel to Mexico and to El Salvador. It's hard in our countries. It's, it's very, even in, in, in Colombia, not talking about only Mexico, El Salvador, but Colombia, Peru. We have so many cases of women that are killed because they are women. As I say, we are not found dead. Somebody killed a woman, somebody assessing a woman, right? And, and we need to keep bringing the topic to the table. We need to keep raising our voices so more women find a, uh, the, a, a healthy environment where they can raise their voices and where the stories can be heard and believed. And we start to end the situation. One of the underlying issues beneath all of this that has to do with with the corruption that underlays the malfunction of the judicial system in Latin America is drug trafficking. And that's certainly, I mean, that that's what ties our two countries together, Mexico and Colombia. And we spend at least one episode in Forgotten explaining how the U.S.-Mexico border became the gateway for Colombian drugs in the 80s and 90s. Yes, we lived in, in that era in the 80s and the 90s where the war between the cartels and the drug against the cartels was very hard. You felt in danger all the time, all the time. Every time you were going out of your house, you didn't know if you were coming back alive because a bomb was going to explode at a mall or a public place or just a street or they were going to kill someone and you you know were, were just passing by you might as well be describing Juarez um at certain periods we don't even have to go to a, a far away place to see these kinds of crimes committed against women here in the United States we see femicide occurring we need to have a system that supports women like federal registration on a system of gender-based violence. Our countries need to distribute more resources to prosecute those crimes. The police forces need to be well-trained when they receive cases of domestic violence. Certainly, some of the things we witness as, as journalists, even though we don't experience them ourselves personally, they do have an impact. I know and how to deal with all those experiences and the stories that you cover, the, the places you visit, and the struggle of, of the people you interview. Sometimes it's like, you know, it touches you at a personal level. Sometimes you cry when you go back to a hotel after listening to those skits, for example, in the caravan or uh, a, a teenager that lost his mom that was, you know, murdered by her husband or couple is hard and um um this this book at the same time worked like an outlet of those experiences that taught me and make me grow as as a woman and as a professional well thank you so much Ilia for being our guest on this special episode to read more about Ilia Calderon and her story check out her book my time to speak Reclaiming Ancestry and Confronting Race. To learn more about femicide in Mexico, listen to our podcast series, Forgotten, the Women of Juarez. I'm Monica Ortiz Uribe. Thanks for listening. 
you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.